some people may say, well, oh, that sounds like so easy. I would say that it does come from having systems and policies and procedures in place. Welcome to the Never Employed Chat. My name is Sam and I interview people who make a living beyond salary jobs, entrepreneurs, business owners and investors, so that we can learn from their stories together. There are many great ways to make a living and even more ways to wealth. At Never Employed, we encourage you to think of alternatives to employment jobs. What would you do if a salary job was simply no option? When people talk about real estate, I always wonder how, how deep are these people in debt? So <laughs> maybe that's just for a start. How, how deep are you in debt? So, um, so I have, uh, I have, that's a great question. Um, because some people really, you know, don't talk about, um, the debt aspect of it, you know, um, I'm not a cash buyer, so I'm not buying properties directly with cash and, um, like refinancing them. So all of my properties, uh, do have, um, mortgages on them. So I have a primary residence, um, that one, um, had, a mortgage of like 97% because I was able to do 3% down. But of course, in the last four years, that property has doubled. So I have a ton of equity in, in that property. So the properties work double than what the actual loan amount is. Um, it's for. So it's kind of like for some people who may not know, it's um LTV, which is loan, um, loan to value uh, ratio. So the amount of money you owe on a property, which is the debt, and then the amount of money that the property is worth. So you always, you know, want to have the property be worth more than what you have a loan for. Um, if you have a loan where you owe more than the property is worth, then you're considered underwater. So that's my primary. My two rental properties, I was able to put down 15% on each of those properties. So the, both, of, both of those properties have a, a loan with um, with 85% um, that pretty much was, uh, was, was finance. And the good thing about those two rental properties is that I have tenants in there. So even though there is debt on the property, it is a cash flowing property. So um, the tenants are going to be paying off, off that debt while I'm able to uh, build equity on that property and, and use the tax advantages. Another kind of caveat that most people may not know about is that when you're first starting out, you kind of want debt on your property because it gives you a little bit more protection. Unfortunately, there are people who um, are not nice in the world. So they're always looking for ways to kind of like, you know, gain money from people, whether it be, you know, your typical, you know, car accidents, slip and falls, people are kind of like that, unfortunately, with, uh, with landlords and real estate investors. So whenever someone is trying to like get money out of a, a, a novice or a rookie landlord, if an attorney sees that the property is heavily leveraged, heavily leveraged with debt, then they're kind of like, more of inclined not to try to do something unethical to sue the landlord and get money because the bank <laughs> owns majority of the property versus the the landlord. Okay, crazy. I, I never heard about these these kind of things. I hope that's not too common. Um, I mean it it can be. Um, unfortunately, it's 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 um it's with anything where people um are scammers to say um for lack of better words unfortunately <laughs> mm -hmm. okay so i think in your uh, instagram bio you describe yourself as a, a poverty kid turned uh, real estate investor 
And maybe do you just want to, uh, yeah, just describe a little bit uh, more about your story? Yeah, of course. Uh, so, um, yes, that's my tag tagline, poverty kid turned real estate investor. So I am originally from New Orleans, Louisiana. And unfortunately, in New Orleans, there is a huge issue with, um, with poverty. And so I was born into the uh, projects of New Orleans. Um, for people who may not know exactly what a project is, it's a housing development. It's pretty much government affordable housing. And unfortunately, that was what my mother only could afford when she was a single parent raising myself and my siblings. So that's where I lived. Unfortunately, it was not, you know, Mr. Rogers neighborhood. There was tons of crime, um, drugs in the area, and just other you know, unethical criminal activity. So that's where I grew up. And I always had this love for real estate investing because for me, I liked single family houses. I loved suburbs whenever I would visit friends who lived in nice environments. And of course, just because a person lives in the suburbs, that doesn't mean that it's a perfect area. It doesn't mean that there is not any crime and drugs and other criminal activities, but it was not as not as visible, I would say, when you're living in low income housing like the projects. And um, I just knew from kind of self teaching myself financial literacy that most wealthy people became wealthy through real estate. So that's kind of like my upbringing. I always say that, you know, it helps motivate me from where I've come from because I know exactly where I can go. You know, I've surpassed being in those type of um, unpleasant environments. And so my goal is to be a voice and let people know that you know anything is possible that you can come from nothing and, and build your way from that so yeah that's kind of like the whole um, reasoning behind the uh, poverty kid turned real estate investor i think somewhere i read that you graduated in mathematics is that correct so I graduated in uh, political science. I feel oh, like okay. I, I feel that's okay. I feel like I uh, would have graduated, should have graduated in mathematics because real estate is a numbers game. Whenever you're looking at, you know, cash flow and how much you should offer on the property. So for me, um, no, my my degree is actually in political science, government. Uh, so I did take a few uh, math classes, but um, a good amount of people um, are very happy that I graduated summa cum laude. I think that was a, um, it motivated a good amount of people because I'm, you know, this, I was this kid from the project. So uh, most people um, find that inspiring, that inspiring that I graduated at the top of my class from a university. Um, okay. Th this, this <laughs> kills a little bit uh, the, the um, hook that I wanted to do or the, the connection that I wanted to draw. Because I actually wanted to ask a question that uh, like connects mathematics with, with uh, real estate, as you <laughs> said in the beginning, but that doesn't work anymore. However, That's okay. <laughs> you said that you have uh, two rental properties. Is that right? And yes. So I have I have two rental properties and I have a primary residence. So I have a total of uh, three real estate properties and um, 
what will end up happening is my primary residence will end up turning into a rental because eventually I'll, I'll move out of here and I'll, instead of selling the property, I'd rather turn it into a rental. But is that the, the only like income that you have or what, what do you do on a daily basis? No, 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 no. So I, I definitely um, love the fact that, you know, this is the never employed, <laughs> you know, <laughs> podcast, YouTube show. And um, I actually have a W2 and um, I work for the state. I do uh, pretty much public relations and I have been doing that for a few years. I used to do student housing. I used to um, do leasing and marketing for apartments around um, collegiate college towns like College Station, which is um, where Texas A&M is located and, and also as well as Austin, Texas, where UT is located. So I was able to work for three, uh, three publicly, um, three big student housing companies. Two of them were publicly traded, but no, I currently still have a W-2. However, I did not just use the W-2 to purchase rental property. A big question that many people um, who are in investors have is how do you buy properties? And that's also a common concern for people. They want to know like, well, how do I, you know, buy properties if I am literally just working one job or in my expense, expenses or, or having me break even every month, or there's not really much to have left over to save. So what I did was um, I do food deliveries on the side. And so that was kind of like my side hustle. So that was kind of like my first dabble in my first dabble in entrepreneurship because I was like, okay, well, instead of going to a job and being there for 40 hours a week, making a set amount, I can go out and do these food deliveries and I can pretty much just determine my own amount of money that I will make. And I actually fell in love with that. So I was able to do that. And in 2020, just doing food deliveries part-time, I was able to make over $15,000. And though, and that was money that I was able to use uh, towards, you know, putting down payments and, and uh, paying closing costs on rental properties. So I do have a W-2 still, um, of course, as I build my rental portfolio and achieve uh, financial total independence, my goal will be to be completely pretty much self-employed. Okay, so would you say that uh, an employment job is, um, yeah, helpful to get started with, uh, yeah, like property investment? I would say yes. Um, so there's the beauty of real estate is that there's so many strategies to enter real estate. You know, there are some people who have never worked a W two job and they have a pretty large rental portfolio. You just have to determine you know, how you're going to do it and make sure that your risk tolerance level is of, of what you feel comfortable with. So, you know, there are, pro, there are methods to do like, you know, no money down and, and stuff of that nature. And, you know, if someone's level of risk tolerance is okay with it, with that, that's fine. But if you talk to many people, um, whether it be like loan officers or realtors, which I'm, I'm neither one, but if you kind of talk with them about 
what's the easiest way to be underwritten by a lender if you're and this is if you're going through a traditional bank this is not if you're doing like seller financing or any own a finance or anything like that this is if if you're literally going to a lending institution whether it be a credit union a bank um, mortgage broker whatsoever they have underwriters and the easiest way to be underwritten is normally with the w-2 um, income for some reason, you know, I don't know. I have friends who do not work W-2s and they make way more money than me, but the W-2 and underwriting just makes it, makes the file look a little bit more um, a pleasing, which we know at W-2s, most of them are at will. So just because you have a job today, you know, you may not have a job tomorrow, but that person who is self-employed, may still have a, a job because they are their own employer. So I would say, yes, having a W-2 makes um, getting loans, traditional financing easier, but you don't have to have it. There are many different ways where you can work with um, lenders and sellers and, and be a, uh, a true entrepreneur or one who is like a, you know, independent contractor and, and get loans. So and then assume that you don't know or that people start out with uh, or want to start with real estate investing and um, they, they want to learn about these tactics. Um, what would you say is a good way to learn about uh, how you can start with uh, real estate investment? I would definitely say through as much uh, free education as possible, you know, um, if someone is watching this, you know, podcast or listening to it, they're already starting, you know, because this episode is about real estate. I'm a real estate investor. So I would say definitely kudos to anyone who's listening and or watching this. That would be the first start. Podcasts, YouTube videos, books that you can rent from your local library, you know, because I don't know exactly what you know, what financial situation a person may be in when they're first starting. So there's, of course, books at libraries that you may can um, rent out tons of articles online, you know, through different Google searches. So I would say just start with as much free research as you can. Local meetups are great as well. So if you're able to find a local meetup that's free, then I would say that would be great because what it does now is put you in a physical environment of people who are doing exactly what you want to do. So, you know, you may be at these real estate meetups like I was a few years ago and don't own any properties, but I was able to listen to stories of people who, you know, purchase proper properties and are still currently purchasing property properties or in, you know, they may be self-managing landlords. So I would say you want to put yourself in those types of rooms. So free meetups are great as well. If there's not a physical local meetup, just because some people may live in certain areas where there are not many local real estate investors, those real estate investors may be out of town or out of state. Then I would say online communities, whether that be um, Facebook groups that you can join, um, you know, maybe tuning into different Instagram lives or what, whatsoever. So once you've kind of like did that free research, then a person would decide, you know, how much 
money they would want to invest in themselves because it is an investment in yourself. And so that may be purchasing books, that may be hiring a mentor, you know, a coaching program, masterminds, conferences are huge. Um, that's one thing that I love. I always am excited to attend the conference because it's pretty much a big meetup of, of, of people of different um, levels in real estate, whether they be a rookie, um, a intermediate or an advanced veteran. So you're able to pretty much have like several meetups slash masterminds all in one, you know, area for, you know, one to two days. So that's what I would definitely say. I would say start with free research, um, get yourself physically in rooms with the source of getting to meetups. And then third, figure out exactly how much you as a person want to invest in yourself. And that's where you start to, you know, purchase books and coaching and mentorships. It's serious work. You know, it, it does come with, you know, fun, glitz and glamour, but with anything, you know, everything is not perfect. There are good days, there are, you know, bad days, and you have to be prepared for that. So you have to have a strong why, you know, if you're just doing this just because you're like, oh, this is the cool thing to do, or, you know, somebody that you know may be doing it and you're not passionate about it, you're going to either make a ton of mistakes that you're not actually learning from because you're not you're not really passionate about it because there are mistakes that are made in real estate, but it's a difference when you're passionate and you have a why and you're making this mistake that's called growth versus you're just like, oh, I'm just going to do this randomly. You're not passionate about it. So you're just making mistake after mistake. And, you know, if you're doing the same thing over and not growing from it, you know, that's like what the definition of insanity, thinking that it's going to change. And um, yeah, I would definitely say that, that you have to have a strong why, because that would keep you motivated through the not so good parts of real estate investing. So then I wonder, what's your why when you say that you need a very strong why, then I assume that you have that very strong why. Yeah, of course. Uh, so my why is to break generational poverty within my family. Again, like I said, my backstory comes from a poverty environment of growing in the projects. And unfortunately, um, I do have family um, and friends who still have a poverty driven mindset where they may feel as though wealth is not attainable. And so my goal is to be a physical, in-life breathing version of what can possibly happen and to break those curses. And so I have a strong why. So again, my strong why is to uh, break the generational curse, curse of poverty and build generational wealth. So breaking poverty mindset, building generational wealth. That's, that's actually an amazing, an amazing why. I really like that. And you, before you mentioned these uh, local meetups or in general meetups to, to get started. Um, and uh, as far as I know, as I see, you're super, super connected with people. Um, and you're, you're engaging a lot with many, many people on social media. Um, is, is that, uh, yeah, like just part of your real estate investment or um, how how did you get uh, there to to communicate with uh, so many people in real estate? 
Yeah, of course. So I always tell people that you definitely want to be a part of a community. And so going back to if you can't physically be in a room, then online's the online is the next best best thing. You know, unfortunately, people say that social media is bad. Anything is bad. You know, too much TV is bad, you know, but you know, books can be bad. So I always say, you know, you take that with a grain of salt because because of social media. That is why I am being interviewed by you today. So I would say, yes, having a strong urge to engage with people can definitely open you up to many amazing opportunities. And so on social media, what I do is I interact with several accounts that I feel as though add value to me and I try to add value to them. And so I don't look for, oh, well, I'm only going to engage with these accounts because they have so many followers. I could really care less. I mean, some people unfortunately buy followers, so I don't, I could care less about that. I find, you know, oh, this is a social media account, you know, that is adding value to me. How can I add value to them? And so with that, I engage, you know, that's the way that you add value. It may be, you know, commenting on a post. It may be sharing the post. Um, it may just be giving the person the shout out. And so I would say engagement on social media has been a huge part of my success um, thus far because it has opened up amazing, unbelievable opportunities this year, you know, in 2022, to say that I'm a, you know, novice rookie investor. And, you know, I don't have a ton of followers yet. You know, of course, everyone wants to grow their platform because I want to reach as many people. But, you know, people recognize that I am appreciative of the value that they provide. And I am paying it forward by providing that value back to them in some type of way. Yeah, yeah, I think you you definitely do that. And you're you're actually so so much engaged online on social media that I already wondered if you have a team who's doing that for you because you <laughs> you already told me when we scheduled this interview that I should schedule it with uh, with your team. And then I wondered, mm -hmm. okay, is 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 there a team who's also <laughs> responsible for the social media? So not for the engagement, um not for the engagement. I I do have a person that helps with my scheduling of podcasts, but no, there's no team behind the the phone, you know, because that's what I'm mostly on doing my engagement. So yeah, it's just me. It's me, you know, that's doing the the liking, the sharing, you know, the commenting, the tagging. It's all me <laughs> as of right now. Like I don't know if I'll have to, you know, get somebody to help push out content for me, but I wouldn't really want anyone to be behind my engagement because it's authentically me that's cool so but this actually says that you value your time so much that you um yeah like outsource certain tasks to uh, another person to to focus on uh yeah other parts of your work actually and i wonder what's the path from Like yeah, before property investment to your first property to um, having another person who takes care of uh, yeah like daily tasks. So 
um, I'm pretty much in active with my real estate investing. I self-manage my property. So I'm the one that's com communicating with my tenants, you know, whenever a property is vacant, I'm the one that's doing the leasing. So I'm the one that's putting the property listed online for rent. And I'm the one that's screening tenants, well, screening prospects. And then those prospects, you know, get toured and then, you know, they become applicants and from applicants, they become, you know, um, leaseholders, tenants. So that's all me. At this time, I just have someone that's just helping with scheduling like my podcast um, or any pretty much um, press. But other than that, everything is is me. <laughs> as of right now, you know, of course, I always tell people, you know, as you elevate to the next level or as you want to elevate to the next level, you can't do, you know, everything, you know, your, yourself. Like it's, you know, I feel like you will start to run into issues where you're either not putting out the quality of things that you want, um, or you're just not interested in any, any anymore. So, you know, there are things on social media that I create most of the, the posts I create, but like big professional things. I, ha I have a graphic designer that I contract out, you know, like um, I film all of my closings. Whenever I go and close on a property, I have a videographer that's a contractor that comes out and films their certain things. So I would say um, it's pretty much me doing everything, um, but I'm very appreciative of the person that schedules my my podcast. And then, yeah, as as I elevate, of course, there will definitely be a team behind, you know, Lawrence Briggs, the, the brand, I would say. <laughs> so then, then what are the actual like daily or weekly or whatever, like regular tasks, which, uh, yeah, which you're doing? Okay. Uh, so I, so I kind of like, have two separate tasks because I have Lawrence Briggs, the brand that's, you know, me being for lack of better words, a personality. So that's my presence on social media. So, you know, my daily tasks, I always try to engage usually five days a week, um, depending on what I'm doing. Cause I definitely want to enjoy life. So I, I don't live on social media, but, um, I definitely try to engage every day. Um, I, send out posts, um, depending on what's going on. Um, I may be a little bit more active on one social media platform than the other when it comes to posting, but I always try to engage. Um, and then as far as the Lawrence Briggs coming from the personality, the brand, um, each week, I kind of like look at my goals to see what I want to accomplish, whether that be how many podcasts I want to be on, or, you know, what type of events I want to attend. Um, so that as Lawrence Briggs, the brand is very fluid. Um, now Lawrence Briggs, the real estate investor who is self-managing his properties. Once I have a tenant in place, the process is really streamlined. So I would say whenever a property is vacant, that's when I'm more active, a more active real estate investor who self-manages because I have to post the listing online and then I will respond to every single person who is interested. And then from there, I would do a email screening, a phone 
screening with the person and then they would move forward to a traditional in-person tour of the property. If they're not available to tour in person, then I'm able to do like a live video with the person. If they're not able to do that, then I'll do a pre-recorded video of the property. And then, you know, I'm interacting with them, you know, for their application and then getting them leased. But once they're leased, I, um, I pretty much have a um, property management software that I work with and everything is pretty much streamlined there. So the, the prospect can apply through that site. Um, and then once the prospects, uh, uh, prospect applies, um, I can approve his or her application and then he or she becomes a leaseholder. They can sign the lease electronically and, any communication they need to do with me, they're able to do that through that app, as well as I have a Google Voice business account phone uh, number, so they can call or text that. So once they're in place, you know, I'm really more, it's really more passive. It's just really kind of just answering to any maintenance requests um, that a tenant may have and, you know, collecting the rent. And some people may say, well, oh, that sounds like so easy. I would say that it does come from having systems and policies and procedures in place. So you have to kind of have things streamlined. And, you know, hopefully I would definitely, my goal is to put out something, some type of material to help first time landlords and people who just want to streamline their properties as self-managing landlords, because, I have less of those calls or, you know, interaction with tenants because everything is streamlined. You know, I kind of already have questions answered that they may ask. So like frequently asked questions, they may ask, okay, well, how do I do this? Like, how do I set up my utilities? How do I set up my water? How do I do this? If that's already in a, a, a living document that they can see, then they don't have to contact me about that. Um, if they still want to, then that's fine. You know, you care about your tenants, but if everything is already streamlined, then they're like, oh, okay, I have a maintenance issue. I just take a picture, record it, send it in. Lawrence will get it. I have contractors. I'll look at what's the issue, send the contractor out. They'll do the, you know, the work and then it's done. So I am a self-managing landlord, but I am not a, um, a do-it-yourself person. So I, I don't go in and I don't do maintenance on properties and stuff of that nature. Um, I'm not well-versed in that one. <laughs> and then two, I have still have a nine to five. And then I also have a personal brand that I'm building. You actually said that it's not too much work or mostly work that, that comes in phases. I understood that you are planning to do this kind of full-time or as your main job in the long run. Do you, do you yes. have other, other goals for, for the long run? Yeah, so I have um I have many <laughs> different goals for the long run. Um, so of course I will scale my real estate portfolio um to a point where I am not self-managing anymore. I will turn it over to a property management company. So I'll be more of a passive real estate investor. Um, I you know, depending on how streamlined you are with the property manager, you may have a 15 minute call with a property management company, maybe once a month. So that's kind of like my vision of being very passive. 
I am building my, you know, my, my, my brand. So I definitely will be coming out with some things to help real estate investors, whether they are self-managing or not. I am working on some things that I really can't talk about that will make sense um, as people keep up with my social media. And I have always wanted to have um, a media production company. So that will be something that will be happening. Um, don't have a, 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 a actual when it's going to happen, but that's something that's, uh, that's going to be, be happening. So yeah, I definitely have goals. Uh, I, sometimes I don't prematurely talk about them just because like, I rather kind of show people, show people than tell them. Okay, cool. So is, is there any way uh, people may eventually help you on your further journey? Yeah, of course. I would tell people just to engage with me, you know, um, definitely with, algorithms of so many social media platforms changing every minute or hour i would say you know support me on your favorite social media platform um, i'm on twitter instagram youtube and facebook um so pretty much you know youtube is just at lawrence briggs twitter instagram and tiktok is lawrence underscore briggs and i'm just lawrence briggs on facebook And so I would say just engage with me, you know, if there is a question or um, something that a comment or, you know, something of that nature, if it's real estate related or, or business related, then definitely reach out to me. Um, you can always, you know, send me a message on one of those social media platforms. But yeah, just engage with me because my goal is to get my story out to as many people possible in the world and as people engage with my content or content that I'm a part of like this podcast, YouTube show, then it will push it out to many more people. So I would say just engage with anything that I'm producing content wise or anything that I am a part of content wise. Hey, then thank you very much for taking the time. Thank you. Thank you for taking part in this never employed chat. Subscribe to my YouTube channel for more interviews with business owners and investors, or simply listen to the audio version in your favorite podcast directory. Make sure to follow me on all your preferred social media platforms, so that you never miss life-changing business tips. You find me on every platform with the account name samhartman.com. Start a business, become successful, and tell me about it. See you next time.